0: Hello and welcome to the Sunflower Allotment podcast. This is a podcast for anyone who has an allotment or who doesn't have an allotment but likes growing things. Uh, We started the podcast just because we love talking about gardening and everything to do with the allotment.
1: On today's episode... We are going to have a walk around the site, which we're actually doing right now as we talk, we are walking, and we are going to do a quick bit on raspberries and what we've done on the plot so far in May. So yeah, let's go!
0: How are things Tim? I haven't seen you for a while, we've both been very busy, and you're walking with a With young Ruben strapped to your chest, uh, what's been happening on your allotment?
1: I I curse myself because last time I was uh, smugly saying how often I'd been down the plot. (laughs) You did, (laughs) didn't you? I I think I heard (laughs) when I listened back, I said three times a day at one point. Well, I've not been down three times this week. (laughs) No. Um, Not even the last two weeks. Um, But that's the way it goes sometimes and you have to accept it and not feel the allotment guilt too much. Um, so it's been a very quiet couple of weeks, actually. Um, I came down the other day on my bike, and the, uh, the weather that we've had, I mean, it's probably worth a moment just to speak about the weather. The temperature's obviously increased a bit, but the rain that we've had... Torrential rain to- and
0: hailstones. <laughs> hailstones. It was biblical. I mean, we're, we're, we're in the east of England, we're in Norfolk. Uh, we're getting this very cold wind coming off the North Sea. Uh, the the sea is about 10 degrees so that's influencing our weather Um, temperature has stayed fixed at around 10 12 degrees I mean whilst the rest of the country the west country the highlands (laughs) seem to be having their warmest days of the year we are freezing here so cold cold gray wet sums up our weather of the last really month or so
1: yeah definitely two to three weeks I mean with the the weather has the temperature has increased obviously um, but the it 's the the water the amount of rain we had i mean if you just Stop a second if we just look around. I mean, I've already noticed sweet corn yes. that's coming through, beans yes. back there, strawberries, peas, chard. You know, a couple of weeks ago, these sorts of things just weren't growing. No. So no. everything's just going absolutely mad, which yes. is wonderful, yes. isn't it, really? Um, I just, I, the reason I'm hesitating because it's not on my plot. <laughs> everything's going really well as we look around on everything, everybody else's. Um, but tomorrow, and I think next week, I, I should have some time, and um, and, and I, I honestly think, I was saying this to uh, my, my mother-in-law the other day, it's my favourite time of the year, yeah, because um, the warmth just makes everything grow so quickly. The
0: warmth and the length of the day. And the length of the right. day, I yes. mean, we're five weeks the off the longest out. day, yes. aren't we? Yes.
1: Um, so I just love this time of the year, and everything just seems to be going bonkers, when... You know, a few weeks ago, you're kind of saying, "Come on, come on," and then bang, it's going mad like crazy. So, no, I love this time of the year, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to probably putting a few more things in in this week. Yeah. So, going back to your original question, it's been a quiet couple of weeks, um, and the only things to say is that my raspberries are in, which is what I might talk about a bit today.
0: Lovely. How about you, Peter? Oh well, l- like like you, I've had uh, for a number of reasons had uh, it's been very slow on the plot and uh, uh, so not being down this is my first day I've been down for 10 days which is unheard of for me Yeah, but that happens in life sometimes but like you this time of year absolutely amazing I love it and it's uh, I mean here we are walking around the allotment and what I love is everything has got that fresh green young growth you look at the trees and they're all different colours they're mm. lots of different colours lots of different textures yeah. And it's just staggeringly beautiful. I mean, within six weeks, all the all the trees go the same dark green, get yeah. that heavy summer look. But at the moment, all that fresh green is just beautiful. And I kind of want i want spring to slow down. It's just <laughs> racing. Yeah. And I things, think that's what I mean. Things I said, changing day by day. Yeah, it's going bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, you blink really and you're
1: blinking all of a sudden well the grass and oh, the couch grass let's not talk about that too much <laughs> but look at this stuff here I mean it's nearly as high as the lowest branch on the apple tree yeah. and that's a week yeah 10 days that's yeah. happened so yeah.
0: yeah I know exactly what you mean so um, whilst I haven't been at the allotment very much I have been doing a lot of gardening at home so I've got loads of seedlings (laughs) the the seedlings at home have never been more loved (laughs) and uh, I'm desperate to get them in in the ground onto the allotment which I hope will happen over the next next week or so but the tomatoes are ready to go out cucumbers um, peppers aubergines all the things which um, really don't like the cold and really certainly don't like frosts Uh, But yeah, and and I admit to a slightly guilty secret, but I've been so... I have a little heated propagator and I've been so impressed by how quickly things germinate and very reliably, but also seem to make strong plants when things take a long time to germinate. They tend to grow quite tall and get a bit leggy. Mm. And I've been really impressed by things... Germinating in, in a heat in, in heat, not necessarily a heated propagator, but tend to be quite uh, healthy as plants. So I've actually part of a, an early birthday present to myself. Uh, got a heated mat. That's my way of justifying it. Yep. A heated mat, just just like an electric blanket, and made a sort of insulation bed underneath with some some plywood, and the top with uh, several layers of. Somebody filling his watering can.
1: Oh, Oh, he's young allotment here. Young allotment here, brilliant.
0: Struggling with a watering can. Wow. Uh, And I made a top frit with uh, um, some bubble wrap that a neighbour was throwing away and it's just made the perfect propagating conditions. So I've been growing loads and loads of seedlings just because it's the one thing I can do at home. And I hope uh, you and all the other allotmenteers will be the beneficiary of my (laughs) surplus of seedlings just desperate to keep gardening when I can't get down to the allotment.
1: You you say it's a guilty secret, um, but there's no judgment. And I think lots of people use heated propagators because if you want to start um, the types of vegetables that you grow in a greenhouse or a polytunnel, then for things like aubergines, not always any other option unless you have a really nice greenhouse in a great position. Yeah, you know, the English... Or a good
0: south-facing window and a, yeah. and a, or an airing cupboard. Yeah. Some, some seedlings in particular, some, some varieties, just have to have heat to propagate well. Yeah. Uh, uh, things will rot if not uh, and some things just won't germinate. Squash seeds in particular, yeah. pumpkins, squashes, Really need 22 23 degrees. I remember one year I was even putting them out in the car because that was during the day that was like a lovely greenhouse, but <laughs> the things germinated beautifully in there. But, but a mobile g- greenhouse, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I had to remember when I was driving around, there were precious plants in the back. Well, you but. mentioned the, the temperature of the
1: squashes. I've had some big failures in the last few weeks, actually. really. Yeah, I've had to plant. Um, my third round of um, seeds wow. for yes. squashes yes. Um, and cucumbers, and um, it's it's I guess the one thing about gardening. I mean, I'm fairly new to it. It's just everything's a learning curve,
0: yeah. and always
1: I just hadn't appreciated the the warmth that they need yeah. um, as seedlings, and uh, I felt like I was checking in on them every day and watering them um, when needed. But they were just too cold. Yeah. They were in the shed outside. Yeah. Oh, and they were just cold, They yeah. were just far too cold. And just yeah. the first round, I thought, oh, I've just kind of watered them properly. Second round, I don't know, I'd moved them to somewhere slightly warmer. But I had one cucumber out of uh, 18. Attempts, oh, no. 18 Awful. seeds. And, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. No. Because no. Um, this is also one of the reasons... Uh, why we do it? You yeah. know, you know, it's so much to learn every single time you yeah. do it. You learn, learn. Yes. and it's just, it's just brilliant. I think what a what a great hobby that is, and I enjoy it anyway. But I'm also learning so much yeah. as I go, and um, and you just you learn by doing, don't you? So, always, yeah.
0: always. I think the best learning is always uh, learning through doing. Learning experiential learning is very powerful. It goes in, uh, but yeah, and it's thrilling. It's thrilling when things work. It's disappointing, but. You keep going, don't you? You don't give up. Um, yeah. I've been absolutely amazed that with a, the difference of a heated propagator. I mean, I feel guilty about it partly because I think about the 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 energy it absorbs. But I've tried to make it very efficient. Yeah. Uh, but I've been absolutely amazed to see tomato seeds germinating in three to four days uh wow. which is staggering it's really fast. really fast and yeah. and the cucumbers um things which take longer the peppers the aubergines also coming up really quickly yeah so that's been a learning curve for me uh uh yeah i've just got to get them in the ground now <laughs> well look we're turning um
1: up i could say your lane yes before, Yes. sorry I'm getting a bit lost we've got such a big plot haven't we? aren't
0: those irises really oh, yeah. pretty very good pollinators this as well. area
1: of the plot this is, is Dawn's plot this is Dawn's I mean yeah. this is incredibly beautiful it looks like yeah. a show garden yeah, it? yeah. it's amazing Yeah.
0: the yeah. rhubarb is really tall and you can see the rhubarb's taken off this year I think everyone's rhubarb is doing really, really yeah. well yeah
1: oh it's amazing um, well as we as we're turning up here why don't we have a quick pause and come back and then have a chat about um, some raspberries let's do that
0: So here we are, we've made it to your plot, Tim, and you're going to talk to us about raspberries. Well,
1: I was going to start by asking you how much do you think an organic punnet of raspberries costs?
0: Oh my goodness, uh, what sort of size are you talking about? Just 300
1: grams? A, yeah, just a small one. Oh, I don't know, £2.50, £3.00? £3. Yeah, £3.00, really. Exactly. And yeah. this was one of the reasons I wanted to plant raspberries, apart from the fact I absolutely love them. Yeah. Absolutely love them. Um, is that really expensive? And I remember when I first got the plot, people were saying what to plant. And actually, one of the considerations are things that are really expensive. Because, um, obviously, you can grow them for free, but also you can grow them organically for free. So yeah. every time you buy something from the shop, the equivalent that you have at the allotment, if you grow it organically like we do, it's actually on organic
0: fruit you've got or a vegetable you've got, which is worth
1: even more of course um
0: so and and i have to add as well i'm appalled by the packaging around raspberries it has to have packaging to protect it yeah but you think of all that plastic it's so upsetting yeah and not just not not just the packaging but the oil involved in the production the transport probably heated polytunnels yeah if they're coming early uh the shipping the sorting, the shipping to the supermarkets, um, that's all a cost, and it's also not great for the environment.
1: It's not, and it feels like one of the last ones to have been trapped in that type of packaging that's locked in. You know, Mm. you can buy apples loose, Mm. you can Mm. buy Mm. aubergines loose Mm. or whatever, but it seems like if you want raspberries. You've got to buy the packaging, yeah, yeah. even if you go to your local greengrocer. Yeah. So uh, I like the idea of growing raspberries. It kind of ticks a lot of boxes yeah. for It'd me. It would be
0: interesting to talk to... No, I, I totally agree. It would be interesting to talk to see if we could talk to a, a supermarket or, or a buyer for a supermarket. Mm. I always suspect it's in clear plastic because we know people buy things by eye and people need mm. to be able to see things. There's no reason why it couldn't be. In a cardboard box with vents. Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps juices would run. It could be very messy. But I'm in- intrigued by the absolute yeah. persistence with plastic in some some products. God, mm. I mean, don't get me started. Even seeing bananas in a plastic bag drives me bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they in a plastic bag? Yeah. It's so stupid. Anyway, anyway, sorry, back to raspberries. The, I won't start ranting. No,
1: it's fine, <laughs> I agree. The other day I was uh, in yeah. home base or something and they had raspberries half price because, you know, they're not cheap to buy yeah. but they were £4 uh, down from 8 which I thought was pretty Is good.
0: It, are you talking about plants?
1: Yeah, the plants right. here I'm talking yeah. about. Well, I could have been talking about organics the, and yeah, they're that yeah, expensive. They're yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking about the plants. and um, So I bought five and they're, they're just over there so we can walk Let's over to them. Um, <laughs> and I planted those a couple of weeks ago and um i just thought how we haven't spoken
0: about raspberries before we need to talk about fruit more generally
1: and they're just such a such a fantastic thing they're so sweet and they're just um, they're they're beautiful aren't they
0: and, they are beautiful um, lovely color and when they crop they just keep coming don't they yeah and you you can get a very good crop from relatively few plants
1: Let's start with that then so there's two types of yes
0: what are they spring or and autumn summer and autumn. summer and autumn yes
1: summer and autumn yeah so mm. i've got the summer variety here so obviously they will come in the summer but you could plant the autumn on your plot as well so you yeah. have a bit more of a, uh, yeah, a, succession. a a succession of of um of raspberries but as you've seen here i've planted them um in a spot and it's advised that you don't plant them with um in a place that could attract too much water. So raspberries don't like being waterlogged. Um, They like water and they like sun and they don't mind a bit of shade as well, Mm. but they don't want too much water. So I've planted them in a place here that'll get lots of sun and uh, it's very um, good draining soil as well. Um, Roughly 60 centimetres apart with some compost in. And um, as they grow a bit taller, I will probably put some supports in to help them. And, And the way I've done it here is I've got two Poles either side, and although that's not on at the moment, I will wire up maybe with like oh, a, okay. a cross mm, T or something, across. and yeah. one run some uh, wires across. Had a quick look um, earlier on. Raspberries have a great history as well. Ah, yeah. you are the history man. <laughs> well, um, uh, from where do they come from? Well, first century, they think Asia Minor, so around Turkey, wow. which would have been yes. probably in uh, part of the Roman Empire
0: at the time. Presumably. When you say "from," I mean, as in starting to be cultivated or found as a wild, ah, well, a wild...
1: yes, I was just about to say, so records of them yeah. being collected as right. wild berries, yeah. um, but they um, were cultivated by the Romans mm. from the first, second, and third century onwards. Wow! Um, um, which is always a nice thing to think where these these yes. plants come from and have a have a great history to them, and I do think that with berries and nuts. You do feel like it's going back to your your human roots. No, I don't know am i being, a bit, being a bit pretentious no, there, no, no. But, um, uh, the, uh, you know what I mean. It feels yeah. it feels really nice to be on the plot and just go over and grab a raspberry and keep working away. Yeah, There's something sure. quite natural for about it. Sure, yeah. for
0: sure. yes definitely, definitely. And my memories of, of being younger and cycle touring in France is going up some some alpine passes and just stopping every hundred yards at seeing wild raspberries uh, by the side of the road and, and, uh, you know, taking uh, two hours to do one mile just because I I couldn't believe how delicious they were. Very small is what I remember. Very small, Mm. but very, very tasty. Mm. Uh, And yeah, it's uh, interesting. Of course, all of these things grew from... Mm. Started from things uh, growing naturally.
1: Mm. So yeah, the other good thing about raspberries, obviously you can keep them you can freeze them yeah and something my um jam yeah my father-in-law does do two things jam number one and then secondly um separate them out and when you freeze them make sure they're individual on a horizontal um tray right freeze them horizontally on a tray once they're frozen take them out put them into a bag or a different type of container that you can fit more into a smaller space okay. but if you do that to begin with then they can congeal and freeze together a little you get bit. a big lump don't you You can get a big lump yeah, but if yeah. you put them on a flat tray and separate them Brilliant. freeze them and then put them into something bigger you can sort of pick away five or six whatever at a time and then you can make your raspberries go a bit further yeah
0: yeah yeah and when, and, and when they when they come out of the bag whole mm-hmm. they're almost i mean they're not that far away from being fresh mm. are they from freshly picked
1: yeah. i love a frozen raspberry um with ice cream or something <laughs> you know get it out of the get it out of the freezer and just eat it straight away i love that feeling because yeah. they actually defrost very quickly
0: Yeah, yeah. so you can just yeah. get that
1: window half an yeah. hour or so that's lovely
0: brilliant have you ever made raspberry ice cream or no. raspberry sorbet no i haven't sorbet's got to be a good one to try yeah that's great. Yeah, yeah. Mm. lovely, love that. And, anyway. Um, and, yeah, and raspberry jam in the middle of winter when you get that taste of the summer. Mm, yeah. Sitting by the fire, winter's afternoon, <laughs> it's getting dark, you've had a walk, you've been on the allotment, you're freezing cold, and you yeah. go back and have that taste of the summer in midwinter is always the best joyous.
1: Time, the best time to actually put the raspberry canes in is in the autumn. Cause yeah. Then you give the roots time sure. to embed. Sure. So I put mine in a bit late, but they were fairly well established, and hopefully they'll come up this year and yeah. and give some fruit. But and if not,
0: they'll be ready next not, year. If not,
1: they'll be ready next year. But yeah, um, yeah a good time actually is, is to plant the canes in in um, in autumn. But yeah, I think that's it really. A, a, a quick visit of, about raspberries. Anything else that you can think of?
0: When so those are summer raspberries. Mm. When will you be pruning them?
1: Oh, good question. Um, probably in autumn yeah once I've taken yeah. the fruit off them
0: Yeah.
1: then I can cut them and you can cut them all the way back down Yeah. and they will grow straight will grow back again, again. Yeah. yeah and as summer I hope to be eating from around July as yeah, well yeah yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah and they're they're an amazing crop to grow because they're very rewarding for not a huge amount of work yes <laughs> my kind of crop <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah no I, I mean, mean they're not that true, high maintenance apart from no. the crop from crop Whoa. apart from the pruning but you need in my Re- eyes ruben's wanting to get a word in there <laughs> yeah, you're probably agrees. immune to the little squeaking <laughs> but uh yeah those but background noises are ruben in my
1: in in my eyes um, you know i don't have a huge amount of time on the plot i need some stuff on of the course. plot that will just do its thing yes. so raspberries potatoes when you get them in can have a long season yeah but um what have we got over here some apple trees um red currants, black currants, yeah. these sort of things, rhubarb, they just do their thing. Yeah. And yeah. You need stuff like that. You, you Otherwise, really um, you, really you can go mad.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, for me, raspberries ticks yeah. so many boxes. And um, once I get some, this year or next, I'll give them to you. You can make a sorbet and give it back to me. Nah, okay,
0: <laughs> it's a deal. And well, whilst we're on your plot, I mean, yeah. it's looking fantastic, Tim. The, no, the, I'm not sure your about little, that. No, your, sure. Little, your little uh, Italian herb garden <laughs> yes. is, is coming back to life. Yeah. and That's looking good. Lovely to see the rosemary and flower. And the, uh, the garlic's looking good. And, and all the shallots coming up. Like yeah. everything, the weeds are, are uh, will very easily take over. But uh, it looks like you're on top of it.
1: I'm not sure. I think yeah. you're being kind there. I think yeah. I haven't been down, as I said earlier, so yeah. it's it's a bit oh. overgrown. But I think um, last year, as I said before, I spent a lot of time mm. building, putting the yeah. structure in place. This year, I could afford to not come down for a yeah, couple of weeks exactly. and then do some weeding. I yes. feel like the hard work's been done.
0: Um, anyway, while... um, Just about, just, yeah, go on. just a, a yeah. comment about weeding. The uh, I know some allotments... Wisdom says weed before you see a weed, as in hoe over the ground. Mm. And I think that's absolutely right because you can whiz over a, a bed or one of your raised beds with a with a hoe uh, uh, very, very quickly, when it's still just bare soil or, or if it's mulched. Mm. Um, by the time you start seeing weeds, you're then contending with roots and it will take so much longer. But yeah. as always, uh, it's having the time to do that. Um, and a little and often, I think, is is the answer with weeding to keep keep them away, and and mulching. But that's always the ideal, and yeah. we're often far away from the ideal. But we're we're honest with ourselves about <laughs> yeah. our no, shortcomings I'm, in this way. No,
1: thanks, for advice. Thanks for making me feel really bad as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyway, but it's but it is the classic conundrum. I face this all the time at the moment. Uh, when I come down it's I want to get more things in Mm. but I look at I look at the garlic and think that really needs weeding and say what do I do put the new things in, or looking after what you've already got. Mm. Of course it's a balance between the two, but that's, that's the conundrum I think I face every time I come onto the plot at the, moment, at the moment.
1: Yeah, as you say, and at the moment in particular after all this rain. Now, <laughs> let's, why don't we have um, a quick break, and then go for a walk around the site, and just see what we can see, and maybe pop over to your plot. Yes,
0: I must just comment on your tulips. That variety is absolutely stunning, that variegated red and yellow, it reminds me of of a of a Flemish still life from the 16th century <laughs> but it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful and I love the way you've got the tulips dotted in and amongst your your your, your raised beds, I think it's lovely proper pottager style
1: <laughs> as we're walking around the site Peter I was thinking of a question that I wanted to ask you um, what is your favorite allotment sound
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's' a lovely thought um, well i 've got several. Uh, I love the sound of digging I love the rhythm there's a rhythm to digging isn 't there? And I love the sound of that uh, i love I love the sound of the robin there 's a robin who lives in the apple tree and keeps me company when i 'm gardening and I love the sound of the robin surprisingly loud for a little bird. Mm. And uh, here we are, early May. I think probably my favourite all-time sound is when the swifts first arrive. Mm. And you hear that scree, scree, scree. Mm. And you see them zooming around. They're such beautiful flyers. But they are also the sound of the summer. They're the last of the migratory birds to arrive. Mm. And they're the first to go. And they are just the sound of the summer. I I love that sound. And... You asked me one favourite thing. You're going to get more. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of thunderstorms this week.
1: Oh, that, so that was mine. Oh yeah, was no mine. way. Okay, yeah, go, on, go on. And I go l-
0: on. and and they went right overhead, and so you got the crack of the thunder. Yeah. And then it just seemed to reverberate and echo around. And uh, I think the sound the sound is wonderful, but also feeling very constrained this week by having to be at home a lot. Hello, Ruben. (laughs) That's got to be your favourite sound. You can't say anything else. Uh, It reminded me of uh, that wonderful book by Robert McFarlane called, is it The Wild Places? Um, And he talks about our conception of, of nature and our longing for wild places and always thinking of them as as uh, mountains or remote moors or islands or craggy coastlines mm. and it's a brilliant book because he visits all these places and writes about them beautifully but then he also towards the end of the book talks about how wild places might be or, or our wildness might be our conception of might, might, our conception might be altered and it might be we see a kestrel uh, or we Or we experience a gale while we 're on the allotment, which has happened a lot this winter yeah. and and it, it I love that thought and, and listening to the thunder and sitting at home, it just reminded me even sitting at home, you can have a relationship with nature mm. and having a, a feeling of of wildness mm. and the power and rawness and beauty of of nature and I I sat and listened and transfixed, and I've actually recorded it here. We could splice a bit on, but be I'm sorry. I've probably ruined no, your, your, just, your thunder. What are your favourite noises on the alarm? I was just thinking,
1: as ever, my very simple question, you have um, extrapolated into an answer with considerable depth and <laughs> themes, which I hadn't even thought of. But I think that's a good point, like sounds that have a relationship or have a connection or a deeper meaning to yourself um, is also something that's really interesting and so I thought of the question because we had so many thunderstorms and uh, the storms that came over here last week were fantastic I came down here and you could just see them coming in and the rolling thunder it was it was lovely so that's why I thought the question but that's probably in my mind um picking up on the fact that I love being in the middle of nowhere I love camping, mm. I love mm. thunderstorms out in the middle of, yeah, in, I don't know, on a, in the Peak District or something like that. So there's probably a connection that I'm making yeah. there, yeah. which is what you're saying. But, you know, my much more simplistic mind was just thinking for, of a sound. <laughs> so <laughs> if I could go through a couple of sounds I love, Robin, same as what you said, thunderstorms, but a couple that are quite funny and just um, bespoke to this allotment. Monday night... What's the sound you hear on a Monday night down here? The
0: drumming. The drumming. Yeah. <laughs> and it's brilliant drumming. It's
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah. We should we should yeah. explain. We are half a mile, perhaps, from a park near us. Not e- that close. Eaton Park. It's, no. it's quite a long way away. And I go through it on my way home. But you right at six o'clock every night, even in the middle of winter, you hear this crazy drumming. Sort of like Japanese Kodo drumming. And it echoes and booms around. when I've been past sometimes they can have 20 people drumming brilliant but it's an amazing sound on the allotment and you just feel like you're going to go and uh, walk into the woods and rip your shirt off and beat your chest I don't know
1: (laughs) it's hilarious isn't it It you're working away and then you just hear it but other things um, I mean more obviously but bird song in particular in the morning yeah. down here is absolutely incredible and um, often I come down quite early because I just live so close so I'm yeah. th- very fortunate and maybe I have to do Ruben's first nap so I'll come down at eight o'clock half eight and no one around and then the bird song is just fantastic it yeah. just really kind of lights up um, and even now you know we've got birds well, there's, around there's us. a blackbird black yeah. and and
0: i think the sound of the blackbird is intoxicatingly beautiful i mm. even prefer it to a nightingale mm. people rave about the the song of the nightingale i think a blackbird is absolutely beautiful mm. and it's and it's funny uh Going to New Zealand quite a lot and, and visiting my family there, and they have some beautiful birds. Um, the bellbirds have a, a lovely, sort of mellifluous sound. But I always come home and I think our oh, birds are more exotic, but we just take them for granted because mm, they're, you know, like there's that blackbird, just yeah, heart achingly beautiful sound. Yeah,
1: yeah. Other sounds, if I can very quickly, please do. Um, pulling rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it now. Oh, go on, Have yeah. you seen
0: my rhubarb?
1: It's a forest. That
0: is huge. <laughs> it is huge. Wow. And you know why? I've, I know I've told Size you. those the leaves. I know. <laughs> the, uh, it's because one day, one evening, one evening in the autumn, this is 18 months ago now, I was moving my compost bins and I, and it was dark and I just dumped them. And then we couldn't find the rhubarb the next <laughs> spring and Chloe was furious with me. And then suddenly, boom. <laughs> 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 the the rhubarb exploded out of where I'd buried them under the compost, and they're now doing fantastically well because they just love the, the. I mean, the,
1: they the, look like they should be in some kind of tropical rainforest. I know.
0: I know. I mean, the, the, they're a lot bigger than I know. most other I know. rhubarb and then, I see on the. And, block. And, and they suddenly look exotic, don't yeah. they? It's a real architectural leaf. I mean, that's.
1: It's a beautiful leaf, actually. When you look at it, the veins and things. I like know the, through shape it. the shape staggering. is staggering, isn't
0: it? And, and the color, and then that crinkly texture. And there's something and the,
1: nice about the fact you get this massive leaf that's really wider than this really thin <laughs> stalk that comes through, and that's the bit that you have, <laughs> not the leaf.
0: No, and and the leaves are toxic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you mustn't, mustn't, eat, mustn't eat the leaf you say a, you say a narrow little stem but look at these i mean some of these are uh uh are monstrous come on then let's hear look. this sound okay well, they are yeah so this one there great and another one. oh, Steady. so so strong i couldn't pull it out Steady. there we go as i've run over your rhubarb you can have those two
1: we didn't mention that earlier, did we? You did actually run over my rhubarb with your car. Yes,
0: because it was hidden under the weeds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, fair enough.
0: Huge. It's a, I mean, that's a good... It's almost as thick as your wrist, isn't it? Yeah. And the leaf, I mean, it's, it's like an umbrella. I mean, it's almost, yeah. it's almost two foot across. We're fanning you. Let's get another one, because that might be a bit thick. I'll give you a slightly thinner one. And it needs eating. We've probably got another six weeks of rhubarb eating. Let's get that found again this one there we go oh saw the smile on your face if you heard that sound <laughs> <laughs> oh great and that one just because it's so big Yeah. happy rhubarb
1: thank you very much okay. this is going to be my Breakfast tomorrow morning. I like that. To... <laughs> that's going to be a big old breakfast. Yeah, well, maybe all of it. But, <laughs> but that's that's how I eat mine. Actually, I put it on my breakfast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, in the first thing in the morning with some uh, some cereal. Stewart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I stew, I stew it up the night before. Yeah. But yes, and put that on the cereal. So that's yeah. fantastic. So I barely man- hold this. I heavy. know.
0: So <laughs> many apologies for running over your rhubarb. I, I do feel bad, but as you can see, I've got a forest of it here. So please do help yourself. <laughs>
1: we go very quickly um what are you planning to do this week and the first answer you're going to give me is sort out this polytunnel yes we've had people message us on social media how's the polytunnel going <laughs> i haven't replied because i'm embarrassed no though. i'm embarrassed too we and I haven't feel, uh, I put feel, it up
0: i feel really bad but life has just massively intervened yeah. and uh so but this week this week promise i promised him
1: yeah. yeah we're we're, we're going to look at it on me we, this uh, week
0: uh, uh See this wet, see this dry. Cut my throat if I tell a lie. Or whatever, that's an expression <laughs> from my nan. Um, Blimey. Yeah, I know, it's vicious. Are scared of her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what am I doing this yeah. week? Um, a little bit of weeding. Uh, things are, are cropping really well. I mean, the radicchio that went in in October, I mean, it's fantastic. This time of year, we're having the lovely salads night after night. The rocket is like a bush, uh, um, Fabulous rocket. Um, the potatoes are not far off. The first early's not far off really? coming through. Don't they? They're they're very happy, and uh, broccoli. The broccoli is is lovely eating as well at the moment. The thing I'm going to put in some more potatoes. I'm trying to do much more succession sowing because I yep. found. With potatoes, because I find you know everyone has that rush to get them in the ground, and mm. I understand that. And I've done the same because you want to be eating them as soon mm. as you can, that's such such a wonderful thing when you get the first new potatoes. That's not a sound I like on the allotment, is strimmers. <laughs> One for next time, <laughs> least favorite sounds. <laughs> yeah. Drives me crazy when you're gardening, you just say endless. Little... Maybe a good time to sign off, yes. But very briefly, what am I doing? Uh, lots of seedlings to go in the ground, yeah. and pulling up a polytunnel yeah yeah how about you busy few
1: weeks for you and for me polytunnel weeding um planting um hopefully courgettes yes i'll give you some courgette seeds i've I've grown so many well i've been kindly given some from a uh, from colleague sarah who's given me some so it's really kind of her. um i'll put those in this week i
0: tend to find i grow far too many four will, will give me easily enough for a whole summer
1: yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Less is more with those. Yeah.
0: Four, you only need four, and unless you're a big family. Very
1: funny. Before we go, I can just see you've got some new neighbours, which yes. is oh, it's, it's also lovely. a great sight in the, the site and uh, the uh, the allotments in spring, as you have a lot more people come on and and new ideas, new people, new friendships. It's it's yes. a really
0: lovely time of year. Yes, it is, and I've had a good reminder of that this afternoon. Yeah, because I volunteer in the shed. And that's been really lovely, actually. This afternoon in the shed, yeah. just remembering what a great community there is on the allotment, and having some some really great conversations with all the people who have been coming I can, into I the can shed. Can barely hear you. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time being heckled by a streamer. <laughs> yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> anyway,
1: if you can hear us, thanks ever so much for listening. And if you would like to get in touch, please do, because we just love hearing people's anecdotes, stories, and questions and anything at all yeah and um later on this week we're going to be meeting with rachel aren't we yes and we're going to have um a conversation with her about what she'll be doing on the plot in june coming up and um any other questions actually we could we could put out there we could talk about later on
0: yeah and yeah we we really enjoy that sense of the wider allotment community that that we can uh, try and connect with through the podcast so yeah we do love hearing from you and uh yeah happy gardening Happy gardening. Have a great week on the plot,
1: everybody. Bye-bye, Peter. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye, Tim. Thank you. Enjoy your rhubarb.
1: (laughs) Bye.